and we're live hi guys welcome to an episode of the Nigerian Sports Fan Podcast I'm your host David and um, I'm, my mood is a little bit um, which word do I use now I mean obviously it's a lot calmer I mean I would have been a lot more happier if the last 10 minutes if sports is not almost threw away if an, a, a victory make an easy job look hard you know you were 3-1 up already clear made a bunch of subs Everything began to look shaky, I'm not gonna fall apart. It turned 10 men Frankfurt almost got a 3-3 draw. This I was just having flashbacks of the West Ham game, and it's no surprise that um, <laughs> some of the from the regular suspects were on the one of the one of the suspects on that day was on the pitch when it happened. <laughs> Anyways, I'll talk about that. And um other games also I just go around all the other games, I don't know around Champions League round up of as many games as I can remember. More often, I, I watched a lot more Champions League games yesterday than other days. But Tuesday, I'll just go over what I can go over and you talk about it. But my main, the big story segment today is going to be about Mbappe. Um, as you all know, Tuesday, before PSG's game against Benfica, which they drew, um, they drew that game against Benfica. Prior to that game, there was already news out that Mbappe wants to leave PSG. is unhappy. So I will talk about that in details in the big story segment. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Okay, so let's start with our beloved Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, um, almost threw away a clear um, lead, which what you would call a comfortable victory. Now, Frankfurt are not really a good team at all. Let me be honest with you, right? When I mean not a good team, not like they are bad, bad, but I'm saying that they should not be able to hold a candle against Tottenham Hotspurs at the moment in terms of personnel and everything. Because um, over the two legs, I saw I saw a team that just weren't good. Away at Germany, when was drew nil nil, that's against what should have won. I mean, they played really well. They dominated Frankfurt even at Germany, but they just couldn't get the goal. I mean, they were missing goals. They should be scoring. Son, Kane, they were just missing goals. I just didn't know what's happening, and um, which was very frustrating. And just that game just ended. So we, yesterday was a must-win game. When you look at the fact that Spurs had only won one game in one game, the game against Marseille, lost it to Sporting and um, drew away. So Spurs needed to win. Yesterday was a must-win game. Not even the draw would be enough. A must-win to ensure quali- to ensure that you still have a chance at qualifying, which is what happened yesterday. Well, Spurs, as they always do, have a way of making easy things look difficult, which they they did. <laughs> it was- First um, 10 minutes, I mean, Spurs were dominant already, right? In the first half, they were pressing really well, like like they did in Germany. They pressed really high, they were winning the ball up, and they were creating chances. Then a stupid giveaway, and I'm pretty sure Frankfurt worked on that because it was clearly planned in their tactics and what they, they would try to build up play from the back. Now, I don't know who I blame between Romero and Dyer. Now, because if we're going to blame Dyer, that's fine, but I think we should also blame Romero for that, but more on Dyer. Because um, I'm pretty sure that if you are, if you receive a pass, surely if you sort of take a sting out of the take the sting out of the ball with the pace is coming to you, surely you must have you must have learned how to do that without making sure that your ball does not get to the leg of your opponent. And ball rolls like Romero passes to Dyer, Dyer doesn't control, control the ball properly, and it falls in and it you know the very press falls to the legs of a Frankfurt player, which I think was a good goal. I think Seb- Sebastian Rode did really well by making sure he didn't play straight, just passed it to Kamada and Kamada scored one nil. Now I was so angry because 
this is a game where sports already are in control you're already dominating you're dominant already clearly the better side and you give them a chance into a game that they clearly had no chance of getting into even if, by going with the first 15 to 20 minutes first few minutes we're, we're going in the game and almost immediately sports hit back with a goal from sonny which is son's first champions league goal and the funny thing was prior to the game, we were all talking about how Kane and Son haven't contributed yet because we had only two goals in Champions League and the two goals were from Richarlison. Kane and Son haven't contributed in the Champions League yet. So it was very worrying and they combined to score the first, the first the equalizer and then Kane wins a penalty which I think was underrated is how Kane was able to bring the ball from midfield and dribble through and to win that penalty by himself. Scores the penalty 2-1. Now 3-1, that's a very good goal. Fantastic volley from Sonny to make it 3-1. I from when the first even at that time, Spurs were clearly the dominant side. It was obvious. I mean they were pressing. Frankfurt shouldn't have a chance back to the game. And when Frankfurt got got a red card, um Tuta, the Brazilian, one of their Brazilian um, players in their back in their back line, when he got sent, I was like, yes, now Spurs have a chance to make sure that they kill off this game and make sure this put don't even come back into this game. And maybe Hasebe should have gotten a second yellow. I mean, but still, you know, the ref all night wasn't very good. And again, you know, this one thing I always, I would always say, I'm not gonna come here and blame referee, but we have to point out that the fact that point to fact that referees made some decisions, got decisions wrong, got a lot of it wrong. I mean, should have, Hasebe should have gotten a second yellow to make it nine men, and maybe supposed to have had a better chance. But even if, even with a man up, these people shouldn't even have a chance to come back to the game. But even, even if, and listen, even a penalty. He wasn't given immediately. He thought it was a dive. He, he had to go to VR to check, to watch the screen before he got a penalty. So it's the fact that he wasted so much time giving that chance. But even if that penalty wasn't given, with the way sports were going, sports would have eventually scored because they were really on Frankfurt. They were really all over Frankfurt. Now, why the game was going on? There's something I want to talk about right, with Conte's subs, right? I mean, the five subs, I just wonder if it's a cost at the same time for sports because when they throw on the five subs, it just ruined everything i know he was trying to rest you know now the game is won right it's time to take the players off and you know let them rest took off son took off richarlison took off hoibia took off bentancourt brought in um, hoibia was still in the game in the game playing took off bentancourt hoibia was still playing brought on bisuma brought on oliver skip to a 3-5-2 right which i felt okay this will make the rule to see how this game and hold the position hold i mean dominant brought on lucas mora for five forget brought on lucas mora brought on brian hill Brought on Davinson Sanchez. Oh my god. When I saw Davinson Sanchez going out, I was like, oh my goodness, not again. Because this game just has that, I like this guy. And unsurprisingly, from that side, I mean, Emerson was bad all night. Let's not, don't even get me started on Emerson. He was bad, he was horrible all night. But it was minimized to the extent that, you know, we just, we just wasn't noticed because everybody else was playing so well. Romero off, and now Sanchez is there, who isn't a very good defender on his own. Nobody to babysit. Emerson. There's nobody to really look out for all those is some of his awful mistakes he makes. You know, like yesterday, multiple times when he, the way he was killing attacks all night. And I was watching this on the Goods YouTube and he was talking about Emerson, right? He was talking about Emerson in the right wing back position. If sports are playing, the Emerson's spot is like a blocked pipe and the left side is like a flowing pipe, which is left wing back is more offensive. With Emerson it just isn't doing anything going forward so for that reason it's just killing off the attack and most things have whenever something goes there the attack just dies and i saw that multiple times yes he did a good cross in, in the second the first half but 
what about the other chances he killed you know going forward and that's the issue i have with emerson you know and i don't know why Conte continues to play him there i mean and it was annoying that you could throw on everybody lucas Moura just coming from injury wasn't clearly he wasn't fit with the way he was playing and Conte could throw him on but he couldn't throw jet spence on i found that really absurd and maybe he was trying to rest um romero but i personally thought that wasn't necessary because if anyone knew that you know, I don't know, but I think that was interesting because everyone trained on all the stuff at the same time. For me, ruined the rhythm of the team, just ruined the thing, the whole thing. Maybe he wanted to rest their legs, but just ruined the whole thing. And eventually, Hoiberg came off and brought on um, this guy, um, Brian Hill, right? But in my opinion, I felt that wasn't really a good idea. You know, because now you have Skip and Besuma in the middle to see how the game the drop in quality you know they couldn't hold the midfield i mean it was very obvious i think we understand even as we're crying for bisuma to start i think the more we watch the more we understand why bisuma isn't starting yet he clearly hasn't adapted it's not because he's a dog or anything it's just he hasn't adapted yet you know him i remember the game against west ham clearly he wasn't really looking like himself the brighton game also he played okay but couldn't finish the game and then this champions league game also he played the rest of the the game the game ball you know, the midfield, him and Skip couldn't really hold on just the way Hoi and Bentaco could. Uh, you know, and that's, that says a lot. It explains why Hoi and Bentaco are still starters in that midfield center pairing there. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense why. So, yeah, let me talk about the Emerson's uh, giveaway, right? So, not only that goal is all him, right? Now, it's a pass to him, a simple pass. Fails to control it. They win the ball. They win a corner. They cross the corner. Emerson was the one that was supposed to prevent the header. They put in a good cross. Emerson should be winning that header. Doesn't win the header. Got dunked on and then a goal. And he was there raising his hand like, oh, come on, man. Listen, I, I hate when people say he's been targeted. When if you're not playing well, you're not you're not gonna be targeted. Nobody's targeted. Nobody's just saying what we see. That listen, I don't think there's been enough. And if you tell me that he's a defensive right back, okay? Defensively, he isn't good. Can remember the first game against Southampton on the day? Where he died very early, and then Junior uh, put in a better cross, and was proud was able to score from it, right? Defensively, I don't know. Defensively, he isn't. You know, he isn't the guy defensively. It makes me wonder if I can see with my eyes. I don't. Should I deny what I see with my eyes? He just isn't the guy. And I felt like, listen, there's no way. He's supposed to dominance was on control. What Emerson did there, for me, I was like, listen, why isn't Spence playing? It was just one of those. It was just weird and absurd for me. You know, but. It's 3-2 now, it was really shaky. And even Conte admitted that he was afraid. Of course, you'll be afraid. I hope you learned some lessons from that game on what to not do again next time. Because it was... And if that's in a turn with 3-3, I don't know. My, my whole night would have been ruined. It was a draw, yes. But the amount of the draw would, would be so painful. It will hurt me as much as that West Ham game in 29, 2020. It will hurt me as much as that game. <laughs> because that was how bad it was. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's it for me though. But overall, uh, prior to that... Cap- near capitulation i thought we played really well and one last thing brian hill also um won the penalty then kane missed the penalty kane also a simple pass to play across brian hill overshot it because even when frankfurt were looking frankfurt was quite open on the back and supposed to gain chances but i never understood why kane just missed it missed the penalty blazed it over which was very surprising and then um not only did he miss the penalty it got blazed over that cross to Hill, which I feel should have been a good part. Now, now Hill's cameo was really good, but there's one thing we should remember: it's Frankfurt were very bad. Not only were they very bad, they um, 
they there was there was also the man advantage and they also they were all very open going forward but he could do what he, he could only do what, what he, he he met in front of him right so the dribble he made i really i was really i really liked it liked the cameo and i hope he plays well. and on that thing i want to really say this i don't know if i've said it but i want to reiterate it i don't know thing people saying he should increase he should buff up he should buff up he should buck up maybe he may have to work on his upper body strength and maybe that's all but i think there's no need for all of that and he doesn't have to look like a damage before he can play i think you know maybe a little bit up you know get stronger up there and maybe that's all but he doesn't have to buck up because i have, there are many players with that frame who are playing in the Premier League before okay i've said it before like seen david silver also you know they've played with that frame obviously david silver is a little bit but they are about the same frame no, I, I don't think it's it does if it's if his body size and shape is essential to how his game is played, then maybe he has to just increase his strength, but that's all. But I don't really think it's much. But he has shown that he's um he's he, he can be be good. That cameo for me, I think it was really good. And then um, I hope to see see more. I hope maybe he goes back and works really hard and hopes that he tries to get another chance. But for me I think it was cool. And also if he if he's able to just be really good and just hold down that spot as a capable deputy for Kulu, Kulusevsky, I, I think I would be really happy with that. Personally, I would be very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my, my take on the game. Yeah, but back to, the, back to the what I was saying. Now, by the weekend, thankfully, Emerson will not be playing. It's going to be like Doherty, right? And it's just depressing that Emerson is out for three games. There's a chance that he might still play again in the future. It's worrying and very annoying. That Conte is, is just so stubborn. I, I don't know if it's a whole self-sabotage. I don't understand why. I mean, surely there's nothing Spence. Spence can't be worse than Emerson. He can't be. What's Emerson doing? Defensively, that they claim is the good defensively. Well, I've not seen anything defensively. And Spence, at least Spence is fast enough. So even if he makes a mistake, he's fast enough to run back at least. So let him learn on the job. I, ne- I still to this very day do not understand why. Um, I still don't understand why. I mean, we can all see that realize that he's not good enough. Whenever he plays, we know offensively he's not going to contribute anything. So, what exactly is the reason why he's still playing? I don't know. I don't know why. I honestly do not understand why. But yeah, that's my that's my my opinion on the game. Over uh, now, we need a win against um, Sporting next week to to win the group, which I think Sports should be able to do. I mean, Sports have a hundred percent record at home this season. So they in Champions League or in, in, in all competitions, so sports need to win, right? They need to win next week. I don't want any complacency. I expect a strong team. Hopefully Kulusevski will start this time and you know, offensively will look a lot much better. I expect a strong team and I I hope the home fans really make it really uh, make make a good atmosphere and sports just see out the win and just go to the next round. And sports need to win that group. Sports need to win that group. I'm sorry, I don't I'm not taking chances. I mean looking at how other teams have played i think supposed to win that group right looking at napoli i mean look at how napoli have played they're putting everybody to the sword in their group i'm sorry man we we supposed need to, <laughs> to win that group you need to avoid every strong team as much as you can and um yeah then the other game that happened also was marseille marseille was a sporting and this is the same sport and that's why i'm very upset that sports lost to Sporting because when I watched the game the Marseille game I was like Sporting are so bad they lost the previous game to Frankfurt I think they lost to Fra- Marseille sorry then they lost again so Marseille thought the double for them right and looking at yesterday they were just so disciplined I mean they got two players got two players got sent off in their squad and Marseille just won 2-0 it was very it was a routine win penalty from Gundizi and um, Alexis Sanchez scoring the winner 
for me, I think Spurs should just win just to the last game. Sorry, the second this game. Because in my opinion, this is what I think. On the last day, you're gonna have two ex-Arsenal players in Gunduzi and um, Sanchez. They're gonna be extra motivated to want to prove a point. So for me, this is my take. Spurs, win your next game and just make sure that you don't you do not leave anything to the last day just win your next game against sporting and just you know just close that chapter so that you know on the last day you're fighting for a top spot at least you're fighting for a top spot the pressure of fighting for a top spot is lesser than fighting for the pressure of qualifying you know and for me i think sports can't take chances so just win this game even if you and looking at the poor away record we have in the champions league in europe in general right since we haven't won an away game since 2020 that's 22 against um, that Austrian team when sports won 8 1 away. So that's 2021. 20, I mean, that's a long time. Sports have won an away game. That's really bad. So sports need to. So I, for me, I think to get that away record out of the way. And Marseille are much better outfit than um, sporting. So sports need to ensure that they do not take chances. So just win your next game and just end the qualify and just see it out. That's my take. But yeah, that's the end of this group. And Spurs are currently top with seven points. Um, the rest are on six points. I think Frankfurt are on three points because they won one game. I think they beat Marseille, if I'm not mistaken. So one point. I can't remember how many Marseille Frankfurt are on. But yeah, my next, the next game here is um. So let's go to the other group here: Barcelona Inter, which a very interesting game. And I'm noticing a lot of slander towards Rafinha, which I think is very absurd. Um, yes, you know, I, I was it was quite impressed. I was quite impressed to see that maybe they flipped trash their flip their wings and put Mafrafini on the right. But I think this is the first time he's playing there since I think we really watched the game, so I can't really talk about that. I watched the highlights, so I don't really, I don't really talk about the taxi. I've not really following Barcelona a lot. So, but this is what I have to say. If he, he hasn't played, I think he has been pushed on the left a lot more from what I've seen before that game yesterday. He put on the left to accommodate Dembele and Dembele being two-footed and able to play on both sides of the wing I think it was cool that they pushed Dembele to the other side on the left and put Rafinha on the right granted Rafinha didn't put in his best as much as we expected however I think he's still still brilliant and he should be playing there and Dembele should be on the side because Dembele he was still a threat even on the left so it means Barcelona can really look at that now Barcelona need to win their next game which is against Bayern to qualify I think they need to win or to avoid the defeat because they lost but we need to win, and so they are, they are, if a loss to Bayern Munich means we condemn them to getting Europa League spot as their best best spot, which you know is very 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 surprising. Because I mean they will likely win, get the Europa League spot, get the because they will likely beat Vitoria Pilsen, Pilsen probably likely the the whooping boys in the group. So they have to ensure that they 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 win that they win win what they have to do what they have to do. But Inter, I think Inter have qualified. I think they have. They have qualified. I can't remember if they have, but I think they've qualified. So Inter are really safe from that. So it's so it's like it's very likely gonna be Bayern because Bayern have qualified. It's likely likely to be Bayern and Inter at the moment as it stands. <laughs> Man, it's 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 funny. It's really funny. And speaking of Bayern, Bayern winning their game four two. Um, winning their game away four two, which I think they were four one over four nil up already. Then. Pilsen tried to get to, they got too late, but it was already done by then. It was done and dusted by that time. They tried to get back into the game. And this next one in our group, you have Atletico Madrid, Club Bruges, and um, Leverkusen, Porto. Which, um, I'll talk about Atletico Madrid, Club Bruges. Club Bruges qualifying without considering a goal, which is very surprising. But if you look at that group, it's, it's not very surprising because 
Atletico offensively, well, it, that was a bit of so a bit surprising though. But fairly inconsistent. But against Leverkusen and Porto, meh. Nah, it's still surprising because it's Club Bruges. Club Bruges. This is the first time they could remember a knockout in Champions League in their history ever. But for me, I think personally, I think there was no there was no excuse that there's no excuse for the other teams that they've not scored against Club Bruges. But it's kudos to Club Bruges though, and they were lucky they could have considered yesterday because they might have some offsides called ruled out. And their goalkeeper Mignolet was really looking good yesterday, so that sort of saves them on multiple occasions. Leverkusen is a sport, so Porto winning 3 0. Um, this is Jabi Alonso's first game, losing 3 0. I know there's going to be pressure, we're going to talk, but I don't think there should be no pressure on Alonso. There are two things without Luis Jabi Alonso being a new manager now, because I'm, I'm seeing the hype around him at the moment. There's two things. Either he becomes a good manager or he becomes very bad, which is obviously going to be the two things. Either he becomes very, 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 very good or very, 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 very bad. There are two things. Whenever there's hype around a manager, more often than not, they tend not to live up to that hype. Kajera, look at Lampard, quality footballers, managerial career not as you know as well as they were as, as football players. Now with Jar- with um, Jabi Alonso, his football education, you know, multiple occasions, he's really been exposed to a lot of top quality coaching from Mourinho to Pep. Mourinho, Mourinho at Real Madrid, Ancelotti at Real Madrid, Pep at um, Bayern Munich. At, at Liverpool, it was um, must, sorry, what am I saying? Um, ah, why is his name escaping me? Um, Liverpool manager, former Liverpool manager Benitez, yeah, uh, it was Benitez, and at national team level, it was um, this coach, the Boske. So he has been exposed to a lot of top, top, top coaching in his career. So there is, there is no doubt that he, he has a, a firm grasp of the game. He has a good knowledge of the game. So that's where the expectation is coming from, right? But it could also mean it could also it could also go wrong. But I don't wish it to go wrong. I mean, I don't wish anybody bad. Never. I will never wish anybody bad. Except you manage us now. You manage any of the teams I hate. I will never wish anybody bad. But I really, I really, I'm really looking forward to how Alonso perform. I don't think he should be judged on that game. I think it's his first game. I think it's going to be a, a bit unfair to try to to judge him on that but with that game I think it's, a bit, it's very unfair and, and I, I don't really think it should but it was a really bad loss I mean if you look at the way the losses the, lo- the goals were conceded because they created chances they had a good record for outside they looked quite good going forward so I, there are things you can see they had like two considered like two penalties and then the first goal I think it was on a break if I'm not mistaken so it's, it's not like they were not very f- it was a game that you can say uh, could have gone either way but I think they will be fine I, I will, I'm looking I'll try and observe and look out for Bayer Leverkusen. I'm curious to see the tactics and how um, Javier Alonso will perform as manager. Obviously, he's one of the players I, I really like and I enjoyed watching. I mean, his range of passing, fantastic, right? And so it's really something I'm looking forward to seeing. And yeah, that's that's my take on that one. And the next game, Rangers, Liverpool, and Napoli, Ajax. Um, Liverpool winning this game 7-1. Liverpool looking by themselves. They look like themselves again against Rangers, but I really expect Rangers to finish bottom. They are going to be like the whipping boys of the group. So you know, but by winning seven one, the margin of the victory for Liverpool was very important. But the one thing that people are, people are missing, I mean, as you are making fun of Darwin Nunez, Darwin Nunez goal tally so far hasn't looked as really as bad as people are, are claiming. Think about it. He scored Comitejil right. He scored in against Arsenal on Sunday. He scored against Fulham. I think he scored in Premier League on more than two occasions, if I'm not mistaken. Even though he hasn't looked good so far, he has been scoring goals, right? So, 
no matter how you want to spell it okay fine even though the fee the fee is being paid for and maybe the, the, you look at Haaland everybody's because Paris and everybody's waiting we're looking at him like it's gonna be the, the competition with Haaland and it doesn't look like that so far so I can understand why people are looking at radar. although he also cost a lot more than Haaland and he cost a lot in the Premier League so by that amount of money that he has been spent on him he should be scoring more than what he has scored, scored, what he has scored so far but it's not like he isn't scoring maybe the problem is that he isn't scoring enough and but for me i think the movement from him hasn't looked really at, I, I watched him against everton in the merseyside derby drew nuno his movement is good movement is still good he's maybe the i think a lot of the issues at liverpool has a lot more to do with creativity than um than him not being good as good as people think i i think if you put him at man city he will score maybe not as much as Haaland is scoring but he will score i think he will score because the movement i mean even though trent hasn't looked his best so far even though trent is still assisting he's still fitting passes but he hasn't looked his best if you put nunez in that liverpool team two years ago they, he would score i think he would score more because we're creating a lot more chances they are both fullbacks trent and robertson were, were really creating chances they were getting getting up about the pitch really at really you know a really good rate they were really going at it right so i think it's very possible that that could be a factor that maybe the liverpool is just in the, in the moment in the, in the midst of a decline right and he's but he's expected to come build things up again and he has to be exceptionally good to look to do but but the goal he scored today i think it was very well taken goal passing to the net if the goals he scored you can see some of his qualities on show but you just need to see them on a consistent basis and that's where the issue i think the issue is coming from with darwin nunez but for me but, but liverpool winning seven years, it was fantastic i mean salah scoring a hat trick very fast hat quick hat trick which you know <laughs> was very um very salah like why because i mean it's a way i understand that maybe he hasn't looked his best but Salah like in the sense that he's goal scoring goal scoring wise he's, he knows where the back of the net is and also with um with the game as the Rangers actually scored first which was very surprising there are a lot of former Premier League not a lot though some Premier League players and then it was McGregor as their goalkeeper they were Scott Arfield from former Burnley player I think there was Tavernier although Tavernier was from um Preston North and not Premier League though but so far you know, I think I think Rangers yesterday they, they I won't say they were going from they were well beaten. I mean they scored first, celebrated, but Liverpool were like you don't know what's going on. And Liverpool came back all guns blazing. I'm sure that group with Napoli, Liverpool and Ajax, right? I'm sure that group probably be the highest goal scoring group, if I'm not mistaken. I'll probably check it out. Liverpool scored seven, right? Napoli scored um Napoli um scored um six on the opening day. I think they scored six, sorry, I think they scored four against Liverpool. Scored six against Ajax and scored four yesterday. And speaking of um, Napoli, uh, beating Ajax 4 2. They beat Ajax 4 2 yesterday. And then Liverpool. Liverpool scored, I don't know, they scored, they lost to Napoli on the first day. Scored, scored against Ajax. I think they won 2 1. If I'm not mistaken, they won 2 1. They won 2 0 against the Rangers and then they scored seven yesterday. The goal, goal scoring wise, Napoli and and Liverpool are really going at it. I mean, it's obvious. It's going to be. It's very obvious who the first and second um, position in this group, who will occupy those two positions in this group. I think it will be decided on. I think there will be a decider. The decider will probably be Liverpool when Napoli go to Anfield, and Anfield is not an easy place to go. It's a fortress, so it's going to be a factor. It's going to be something that people will have to 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 look out for. So I think that will be the decider of who's going to top the group. I think third place is likely going to be Ajax, and Rangers will likely go out. It's very likely the way the group is looking. Because I think I scored four against Rangers on the opening day. 
so even RF have one win, right? So they scored four against Rangers to the opening day. So it hasn't looked as bad as it hasn't looked bad so far. And now with Napoli, Napoli scoring four two. Now Kovica, Kovica, um, now that that name is very hard to pronounce. I think there are so much consonants. There. There's K, V, C, H. That's four consonants. I think he's, he's Georgian. I mean, that name is going to be hard to pronounce. So, I'll, I'll, tr- I'll just say KK. I'll just say KK. I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll, rest. I'll try to pronounce the name as well as I can. I think that guy has been a revelation. I, I mean, it's not really a surprise. The funny thing is this, right? A lot of fans, sports fans, because he was linked with sports last summer. A lot of sports fans, they're coming with these generic talking points. Oh, why didn't sports sign him instead of... Um, Brian Hill. They went. They paid 30, 25 million euros for Brian Hill and bought Kavicha. I was like, wait a minute. When he was linked with sports, like the tweets are still fresh in my memory, right? I remember a lot of fans saying no ambition. There was a lot of fans were dissing the move. Can you guys stay in one spot? Just speak a side. Are you against potential, or you are against, or you and you want established players, or you're just against, or you just don't know where you stand? Because it's everything you're gonna criticize, and looking at how you're not consistent in your positions that you take your stand by. Even Kim Injai, who's, who's currently doing well at Napoli, I remember very well he was linked. Everybody, oh no, ambition, no, 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 no. But now he's looping with everybody. Like, Why didn't we sign him? All right, come on. But then again, we're all fans, and fans tend to talk like this. But it's just a lot of fans talk like their opinions are gospel, like it's the gospel. You're taking as the gospel, and nothing else you should not be disagreed with. You know, when that's for me, it isn't really the, it shouldn't be the case. Yeah, he played well today. He scored a penalty, but he was really good. I mean, he has been good to find the group stage. Even in Syria, he has been lighting up the league for them. So, he hasn't looked out of place. Um, first goal from Lozano, header, and the second one was from, um, oh, what's in his name? The Italian, it was that scored the second goal. Um, that was um, 2-0. The scored, Kavicha scored the third penalty, and then the fourth was Simen. And our Simen's goal, for me, that was very good because the way he... He pressed and he chased that ball to get that goal to score. That was really good for me. And I, I think he, he, he... People could say, oh, it's an easy goal. But the fact that he didn't give up and he kept running and running and running and he pressed and he passed on empty net. Wow. <laughs> that was so late in the game. And I'm happy that he got his goal. You know. But I like, Napoli are very common. Napoli are a team to fear. And I think everybody should be wary of meeting them in the next round. <laughs> so try and finish first because... <laughs> Napoli are not an easy team to play against. But yeah, that's that's my second on that game. And um just go to yeah, there was Celtic I think on Tuesday there was Celtic versus Red, Red Bull Salzburg. Um then it ending um, Salzburg winning sorry, Leipzig winning 2 new. But there's one thing the previous game, I want to go back to English teams that happened in, in that Tuesday also. Um Man City joined Nuno, which was very surprising. Although Haaland was dropped for that game, they were just put on the bench and all that. They came on later, but they just put out their second squad. Now a lot of people who were betting, they were they were all crying. I was like, <laughs> I think Man City are gonna win that group eventually. It was just a matter of time. But football <laughs> fans are very surprising. Then Chelsea winning their game um, three 0 um, beating. Sorry, one, beat, uh, I think two 0 Sorry, beating AC Milan. Um, Tomori got sent off a penalty, which that penalty was very debatable. Now, for me, I don't think that's a penalty. I don't. This is why I don't think it's a penalty. I'm not, and this one thing, I, I think this is just proving my point. Remember earlier in the season when sport, after that sports two to draw at Stamford Bridge, and I was seeing a lot of comments from fans saying, "Oh, referees are not fair. We need to be consistent, da, 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 consistent, consistent, consistent. Oh, we be fair to everybody." Da, 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 da. I said, "No, you don't care about being fair. You just want 
to be favored by referees you don't care about it it's and i said these things even themselves out do not worry yourself you know when you when a bad decision goes your way a bad decision that's going to go against you is waiting for you in the future so just be wary of that it it happens as long as there's human is human beings running the game incompetence what once in a while but um false wrong decisions will always come in will always happen will always creep in and that's what we see from time to time you know in um in these teams now back to the game look at that penalty now tomorrow yeah he held mount but he freed him it was like it was basically a dive because for me mount threw himself at that thing and if you think if you, if you want to argue that that thing is a penalty and even a red if because if it, it why it's a red if you give him a penalty if you give that penalty you have to give the red that's the way it is because the last man standing was strong go that isn't a penalty that is not a red that is not a that, that's not a foul. He left Mount and Mount just dived. Now, if, if that was done to Chelsea, Chelsea fans would be up in arms saying that referees are out to get them. Again, I will say this: referees are generally incompetent. They show it from time to time. Just because it's happening against you does not mean that it won't favor you tomorrow. Again, football in general for referees are not the reasons why you lose games. Maybe it's your team that turn up on the day and that reason. The referees' mistakes that people always see and they look away. Well, let's be real. It wasn't. And also, another thing, the reason why Chelsea won was because Chelsea was better than Napoli. They were just better than Napoli. It wasn't because Napoli were one. F- were, sorry, they were better than AC Milan. It wasn't because um, of that chance. Because Chelsea were really all over them. They were really, really playing well. But it was a good win for them. Um, so, Chelsea, I think they've been able to turn their fortunes around. Looking at how they started the, the, season, the games in the, in the group, they've been able to turn their season around and look well. I think everybody made fun of Todd, Cam, Todd Bowley's um, sacking of Tuchel. But so far, he has looked justified because um, the games they are going, they are winning. They look, they, they are winning games, and you know they are back to themselves. But yeah, that's that's my take on it. So I don't waste too much time on Champions League groups. I, I think English teams are the ones I tend to talk about because, or maybe games I watch, I don't I just talk about in general. But um, I think it's gonna be. I think the fact that there are groups that have still not been decided for neutrals, it's very interesting. It's very the sports group. Um, looking at how sports are on seven points, Frankfurt, sorry, um, sports in six points, Marseille six points, and then Frankfurt three points. How that group can still is still not decided, and how you know it can go either way. And then there is also Barcelona's unfortunate. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people do not like Barcelona. And they, I mean, the banter towards Barcelona is is um, is very funny, right? It's interesting. <laughs> Most people seem to enjoy that banter towards Barcelona, but I, I think it's the fact that that one's not decided is also another thing. I I am really looking forward to um, that particular one to see how it's decided and, and yeah. And lastly, before I go, Real Madrid versus um, Shakhtar Donetsk is a one-one draw. I want to talk about um, um, you know, Rudiger, you know, getting scoring the goal and basically getting injured in his head, <laughs> getting injured in his head. And there's one thing I want to talk about in that game that caught my eye. Before that goal was scored, Tony Cruz pointed to Rudiger that Rudiger should enter the box. And Tony Cruz played this Rudiger. I'm like, do you know the level of. I, don't, I think one of our people, one of the people who always underrate is the, because footballers do it so much, people underrate that skill in football. Footballers being able to pick out the pass. What Tony Cruz did was he, I, he pointed the spot, go there, and he played it there. How? Oh, God, man. I, I hope people really appreciate that. And I think he's retired from German national team. I think Germany still could do with someone like him, in my opinion. I think they could still do with him. But him retiring, I think it made loss. After the 2018 World Cup, I mean, how they got pelters and they got heavily criticized. I think it would be very interesting to to see if he's going to get away. I don't know if he's going to get away because it's very unlikely, but we'll see, though. But yeah. 
but that's my that's my take on the Champions League. I think now let me talk about the Mbappe situation in the next segment. Um, so without further ado, let's let's delve into that segment. Okay, so this is the Mbappe situation now. Um, on Tuesday evening, prior to the game between PSG and Benfica, um, which ended in a 1-1 draw, Mbappe, those news that came out that Mbappe went to leave. Now, multiple reports, whenever a report something like that comes and breaks, a story like that breaks, there are multiple reports that will always come out. Now, one report, I think from, was it Marca or Le Parisien? I can't remember who said that. Um, they came out and said that this is Mbappe's way of putting pressure on the PSG board trying to get his way, which okay, I said okay, which which is very surprising. But okay, you know if that is what he's if that's his style of trying to get his way, then you know it is what it is. Then I saw a report again. I think Julian Lawrence on CBS, you know, was interviewed by um um by their, their panel they were doing Champions League um, Champions League um, panel. I think Thierry Henry, you know, Karaga. Uh, Michael Richards and Kate Abdo, they are the ones in that panel. So they asked, interviewed Lawrence, and Lawrence was asked about Mbappe's situation, and he clarified and he explained. He explained why Mbappe was feeling that way. So now, listen, I will talk about if I talk about it. Was feeling that way. He said Mbappe, um, even though he signed that two plus one contract, which is a three-year contract, effectively three-year contract, um, close to a billion euros. Basically, I mean, the wages are astronomical, astronomical cash money, everything. And then um, Mbappe, you know, he requested um, center. I think he requested center back here, the striker, because he doesn't want to play up front. With um, he wants to play off a striker. I mean, just when Messi and Neymar play off him, he wants to play as a striker. He wants to play. He wants a striker to be there. He wants to play off a striker. Now PSG tried to get strikers. Tried Lewandowski. Lewandowski went to Barcelona. They tried Skamaka. Couldn't get a deal, which I was very surprised at. I mean, if looking at how much West Ham, I think West Ham paid about 40 million euros on Skamaka. I mean, there's no way you can tell me that PSG could not do a deal. I mean, looking at the amount of money, although I saw PSG trying to change their their method of um, of um, signing players in the summer, where they were not willing to pay so much. The child million screener didn't pay the money that um, Inter Milan wanted because they're trying to go a different route. So I don't know if they, they just didn't want to build the money bag yo kind money bag style of. Um, I didn't mean to say money bag, yo. Sorry about that. <laughs> they didn't want to go the money, the money, the money bag kind of um, approach. Oh, we've got the money bullion van kind of thing. They didn't want to go with that approach anymore. So they tried to change the what's that way. So was that was that? I think it was a summer where they could have just done that. I mean, they had the money. Why not just you know get those two guys in? And those are the two. I think it makes a lot of sense that Mbappe was demanding things like that. Demanded the manager. They, so everything he demanded it, right? Demanded all the play, everything he wanted. But listen. I think Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry said, so that's why he was happy. Thierry Henry said, listen, um, for the team, you know, if your team is winning, then maybe you have to do some things for the team, even though you didn't like it. And Thierry Henry, he made mention of the, reminded everybody that, listen, when he was at Barcelona, he was playing on the left. And he hated playing on the left, which is true. Because I remember Thierry Henry at, U, at um, Juventus playing on the left. When he came to Arsenal, he was moved centrally before he became a striker and became what he is. Right? When he went to Barcelona, he was playing on the left. He said he hated it, but for the good of the team, he was just playing there. And he kept playing there. So, you know, because wherever you want to play, you according to him, he said, yes, footballer, you play to your strengths. You know, what would bring out your strength as a player is what you play you play to. And that's exactly, which is very true, and that's exactly what he was talking talking about. Now, this is my, my take on this whole thing, right? Um, you know, 
I have a feeling. This is my theory. I have a feeling on this thing. Now there's, there's there, now this has been explained. Um, Buffy, this is why Buffy wants to leave because even in general he wants to leave. And PSG they put in, they put a bid on the guy. Like, and they, listen, the fee is gonna be high. And the fact that Real Madrid it was could have gone to Real Madrid, gone to Real Madrid for free, and not have to worry about this because yeah, there's Benzema there already, and he already had all this, so he would not even have to worry about all of this. The fact that he stayed and now he's taking making a U-turn that he wants to leave and he's unhappy. Well, the Real Madrid trainer sailed. He, they say he likes Liverpool. Liverpool will not be able to afford him. They will not even pay that money in the first place. So forget about it. So that that leaves uh, maybe Newcastle. I mean, but Newcastle the way they are going now, I don't think they are going to spend. That. Most people won't spend that money. PSG are putting like 400 million already, from what I read, as a price tag, which is. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to pay that. Let's be real. So he's going to wait to run down his contract again till and then. We the Real Madrid train, I think it has sailed. I really do. Because listen. When he signed that contract to stay at PSG, I personally said, listen, by staying at PSG, the chances of a Ballon d'Or, all these awards, all these trophies, they've reduced. If not, if not cancelled, I would say reduced, because I don't say, because you, can't, you can never say never. But listen, Ballon d'Or awards, Ballon d'Or award is all about PR. I, I know there's footballing ability, but for me, it's more about PR than footballing ability. If you think I'm lying, l- ignore the winners, right? Now look at the list of players. You know it's more about PR. Simon Kier, Simon Kier, um, um, the, the um, Simon Kier, the, De- the Danish centre back who saved Eriksen, who was part of people who were for his leadership role and everything. He was on the Ballon d'Or list. I mean, Simon Kier is not, you know, a top defender, but he was on the list ahead of a lot of players, who, ahead of players who were better than him. So that is a lot more to do with, you know, now he has a good image and all that, right? So obviously people will put him on that list, right? And then they, they, so that that for me makes me believe that it's a PR thing. And even in 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 the Champions in that Ballon d'Or award thing, when it comes to the voting, there's also a PR. Which club does he play for? PSG are not a bad team. However, they play in the French league. On people don't really see this, see what he does there every day. I remember watching French league. On you don't know how many people do you know watch the French league? On not many, right? So if you're now Real Madrid, even though that league is not getting as much eyeballs as it was getting in the early tens. In the early 20, in the early tens and you know and late tens, even though Real is not getting as much eyeball compared to now, like ten years ago compared to now, it is still it still has that prestige. La Liga, Real Madrid still has that prestige. For me, if you're joining La Liga and if you're joining Real Madrid, the Haaland and the Mbappe rivalry would have really been stronger. Or like, yes, there'll be PR on this side. Mbappe is doing this. Haaland is doing. Everyone just be focused on both of them and saying, what are they doing next? What are these guys doing? But now it's not it's not really like that, is it? You know, at the moment. Because now he's in he's in Lego. Whatever he does, nobody's really gonna remember, nobody's gonna pay attention. Everybody's looking at Haaland, 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 Haaland. And that's why for me, that's why for me I feel listen, I I think it was a big mistake staying back. But even let no, that's maybe that's not the reason. But I'm not saying that's the reason why he's staying, but I'm saying this could be maybe it could be on his mind or that. But I just want to get this out there that this there's also that factor that people need to really get into their head and understand that it's very possible that you know this could be a factor in his head. Which I personally think, I personally think, emotion, logic over emotion when it comes to making career choices. Now, back to the point here. With Mbappe, I, I personally think it's, it's, if you want to live in general, it doesn't work that way. Do you have a clause in your contract? If you had a clause in your contract that says, I'm allowed to live for X amount of money if by January I don't get this, this, this. Because he had all the play, all the leverage, but he didn't use it. So it wasn't. And the fact that if he leaves, Gatier, their coach, and. Um, Gatier, their coach and Luis Campos could leave, you know, which could spell trouble because in my opinion, I think 
um, their scouting department and their coach. So now, because spell trouble means they have to get a new um, personnel in charge. See, the Real Madrid train, I think it has sailed. I mean, if you look, Real Madrid have, they've moved on to somewhere else, right? Now, they have Vinicius Jr., who looks good again. He's playing well again. Vinicius is playing well. So, Mbappe may end up still playing centrally if he joined Real Madrid. So, Vinicius has got that spot on lock, and that's why Mbappe likes to play. Even though Vinicius is not as good as Mbappe, but at least he's producing, and he's at least producing goals, and he's done enough. They won Champions League last year, so he's still going, he's still improving, going at, playing, still doing, going, going at the levels that he should be going at. There was Rodrigo already. Now, their midfield is so strong already. They already have players in place. So, the more I look at the Mbappe situation, man, even though it could sign, I think the Real Madrid ship has sailed. I think was it Ozil that said they said the Real Madrid train passes only once you can't miss it and sadly Mbappe has missed it. And Real Madrid's ego, their fans, their ego is so strong. Even if Mbappe joins Real Madrid, I don't think they will forget. They won't really forgive and they would make sure he remembers. At one point you reject us. This is what you put us through. Put them, put them to shame. <laughs> it's, I mean, come on, man. It's one of those things. But I think it's one of got. For me, I, for me, this is my take. I don't think he's gonna leave anytime soon. And even if he leaves, I mean. It's gonna be like two, three years time. I think the whole thing will be resolved eventually because it doesn't work that way. He's bound by a contract. It doesn't work that way. I think he's gonna stay. I think he's going to stay. Finish his contract at PSG. It depends. Maybe by the time he's 20, is it 27 or 26, 27. I think it's 27. By the time he's 27, who knows? Maybe he might not have the same leverage. That leverage might be. Maybe he obviously he might still be a better player, but you know the clouds that range maybe there's somebody else already it's it football moves so fast and that's why you really have to take chance i don't know man for me i think generally for me was it was was a mistake that i didn't join imagine it was a mistake but that's my my take on the whole thing i'm looking forward to see how this story develop and how it will, it will unfold sorry but for me i think he's not leaving i don't think he's i think, I think he's not leaving anytime soon the amount of money i mean except newcastle want to do a madness which at the moment Newcastle's project still looks very far. Um, they look good so far. I mean, they look good so far. Their defense is looking defense. They're playing well. I mean, we know Gimarash, um, um the centre backs. You know, I think Newcastle looks so far, but I don't really know. I mean, him joining them, if, I don't know. I don't know about it. But it's not impossible because they are likely the only ones who have the money to be able to pay that amount of to, to be able to even do that. But I don't think they will. Because of FFP, um, it will depend, but we'll see how it goes. But that's the end of today's episode. Um, thanks for listening. Um, I'll see you guys on Monday. And by the time, by the time I return on Monday, hopefully, sports have won their next game. And then um, I'll feel happier. <laughs> have a nice weekend and bye.